Mm-hmm. Welcome back to the Cypher Podcast, everybody. My name is Mikey Ribes. I'm your host, and this is episode two. We got a lot to get into today. I'm excited about it. We got to talk about Meek Mill and Takashi 69. Hold on, before that, real quick. As I was saying, got to talk about Meek Mill and Takashi 69. They met up in Atlanta this week, and it wasn't a friendly one. Also got a couple more headlines to share with you. And then I want to get into what we're really talking about this week, which is rap and the internet, specifically Soldier Boy. So we're going to take it back in time a little bit because this week I want to talk about if Soldier Boy was the original social media influencer. Also, real quick, I want to shout out the So Who's Up Next podcast. They commented on one of our Instagram photos from last week saying that the posthumous album can leave a lasting imprint on an artist's legacy if done correctly, which I totally agree with. They said they thought Juice World's album was done pretty well. They weren't so sure about X's album. And like I said in the last episode, I think the best example to follow for the posthumous album is Mac Miller. Anyway, so thanks to the So Who's Up Next podcast for commenting. I'm always reading comments. Now, moving on to current events. Um, the first one, like I mentioned, Meek Mill and Takashi 6 9 they've had some beef. It's been heating up for kind of a while now, and this week they actually ran into each other at a nightclub in Atlanta. So there's tons of videos circulating on social media about this. You can actually watch part of the confrontation. It's kind of funny. You get a great view of Takashi 69 trying to jump over his security guard. He's probably trying to jump towards Meek. Meek Mill's not actually in the video that I saw. Um, but honestly, it looks like there could have been a fight that broke out. You know, it looked like it got pretty close to that, or at least it was just a lot of yelling. And then apparently Takashi commented that there were police nearby, so he couldn't do anything or something like that. And I don't know. All I'm saying is that this could foreshadow something. You know, Meek has been known to drop a diss track every now and then, and Takashi just can't keep his mouth shut. So we'll see what happens here. I wouldn't be surprised if somebody dissed. Second, This week in hip-hop history, the album The Score by the Fugees turned 25 years old on February 13th. It was released uh, exactly 25 years ago, February 13th, 1996, the year that I was born, so that's got to mean something. They were a famous hip-hop group from the 90s, you know, Lauryn Hill, Wyclef Jean, and Praz. The album The Score is actually a very classic hip-hop album. It's been sampled hundreds of times by artists like Busta Rhymes, Meek Mill, even The Weeknd, and even Jay-Z has sampled this album. Songs like Ready or Not, Fuji La, Killing Me Softly with his song, all quintessential hip-hop songs. If you're a fan of hip-hop, you gotta listen. The score is one of the best-selling hip-hop albums of all time. Also on this day, exactly 25 years ago, February 13th, 1996, so it's actually from over the weekend because this episode's getting released on Wednesday, uh, Tupac's All Eyes on Me album was released on this day as well, so it was a pretty busy day for hip-hop that day. Um, The album featured five singles with two uh, topping number one on the Billboard Hot 100. Those were How Do You Want It and California Love. Everybody knows California Love. Very classic, famous hip-hop song. And the album made hip-hop history as the first double full-length solo hip-hop album released. So, finally, for current events, Ice Cube started a weed business. Ice Cube announced the launch of his cannabis line Friday Kush this week, spelled Friday F. R-Y-D-A-Y, and then Kush, K-U-S-H. 
which is inspired by his classic film franchise, Friday. And the photos that they're using to promote this company are absolutely hilarious. They're ridiculous. Oddly enough, though, they kind of work. Like, Ice Cube is in them, but he's looking... He's looking kind of he's looking kind of wild in them. Honestly, you have to go look them up. If you Google Friday Kush Ice Cube, you can find the photos. I promise you'll laugh if you found the same ones that I did because they're hilarious. That's it for current events this week. Now I want to talk about the internet's effect on hip hop. Like I said, specifically Soldier Boys. So. Obviously, I'm not going to be able to talk about the entire impact that the internet has had on hip-hop because that would take literally days, maybe weeks. But I'm focusing on Soldier Boy because I believe that he pioneered the internet for hip-hop. I think he was one of the first guys to really get out there and make the internet work for him, you know? Uh, I think a lot of aspiring and up-and-coming artists can still learn from Soldier Boy, you know, honestly. Uh, the thing that he did best, obviously he was a great, you know, musical artist and, you know, he had a lot of catchy songs, but I think that he was really a genius at marketing, you know? Some of his methods were a little questionable, we'll get into a couple of them, but his creativity in marketing helped him stand out like nobody else was at the time. So the time period that I'm focusing on is kind of the mid-2000s, like 2004, 2005-ish, until like 2009, 2010 at the very latest. So give or take a few years there. But this is when the internet was really starting to absolutely explode. We were seeing technology innovation faster than ever. The iPhone came out, MySpace, and then Facebook quickly followed, YouTube, and all of these websites started to quickly change how we interact with other people and kind of use the internet. So it really becomes interesting when Soldier Boy, you know, starts to use the internet and kind of gets involved. And I'm not talking about the invention of the internet. I think that's important. The internet was invented years before this. In fact, your parents probably remember what it was like to send their first email way before any of this. Um, but I'm talking about when the internet really started to become universally used and easily accessible for everyone. So some of the earliest influences on hip-hop um, from the internet were SoundClick, which was basically like a music-sharing website. It's actually still around today. I was able to find it, and it's basically like a you know music-sharing website, kind of like uh, what SoundCloud is today. That was kind of like SoundClick a long time ago. Uh, LimeWire, you know, that was that site that you could download pretty much any song for free. Napster was kind of the same way, another service just like that. And uh, then, you know, YouTube and some of the social medias and all that. But these were some of the services that you wanted to be trending on in the mid-2000s, you know. So now enters Soldier Boy. And in my opinion, like I said, he was pioneering the internet for hip-hop for two main reasons. And I'm going to talk about both of these in a couple extras. But first, this is probably the biggest one. I'm going to talk about it a little later. Um, he brought hip-hop to YouTube. He was, really one of, he was really one of the first rappers to really do that. Even music artists, he was one of the first ones to really be impactful on YouTube. And then second... He was one of the first artists to use social media as a marketing tool rather than just like connecting with friends and how he did it was super creative. So we're going to get into all that. Um, starting with SoundClick. So like I said earlier, this online music community, Soulja uploaded his first song to SoundClick in the mid 2000s and it was called Crank That, right? Everybody recognizes that song, you know, 
You! And I can't believe that I just did that on this podcast. Wow. Anyway, okay, moving on. So... At the time, he was actually in the middle of signing a deal with SoundClick because the song was blowing up, and so he would sell the song for a dollar, and he would keep 50%, and SoundClick would keep the other 50%. So he was making money at the time, and don't forget, this was when he was like a teenager, so this is really early on. And on SoundClick, you can add links to your other profiles. So when Soldier started to see that thousands of people were coming to his page, he was actually getting like over 19,000 downloads a day for a while. He started to link people to his other profiles on his other social media sites like MySpace and even YouTube and then eventually Facebook and like LimeWire and Napster and all these because what he realized and he did this really early on which makes this kind of the genius part is that he saw that he was getting all of this attention from so many people that wanted to listen to his music or download it or buy it or whatever, he found a way to keep those people engaged by linking them to all his other profiles and platforms that he was active on. So that's kind of where, in my opinion, the genius comes in. And this is also at the same time that the music video for Crank that was becoming really, really popular. The song itself sold like 3 million copies. It went platinum. He was the first artist to do that on a rap single. But also... Everybody was doing the dance. They were posting their own version on YouTube. They were posting their own versions on their own social medias. They were doing it at parties. Everybody was doing it, and everybody knows the intro to that song, right? So this is why I think Soldier Boy is the original social media influencer for the ability to have not only a hit song but also have the idea to combine a dance with it that's simple enough that everybody could do and you could do it with or without the music, right? He also found a way not only to capture people's attention, but also keep it and hold on to it by linking everyone to all his different platforms that he was active on. So now in two ways, he's done things that hip hop hasn't really seen on the internet yet, right? So in my opinion, the biggest thing that he learned how to do early on is capitalize on grabbing people's attention and keeping it. Also, quick side note, musically, which we don't have enough time to talk about on this episode, but musically, he's also a huge influence, so I got to give him props for that too. In fact, if you want your mind to be blown, go listen to Drake's Miss Me featuring Lil Wayne. You'll notice that it sounds an awful like Kiss Me Through the Phone by Soulja Boy. So Soulja Boy really is all over the place, even if sometimes we don't even realize it. Anyway... So he's capitalizing on grabbing people's attention. So SoundClick is where it started. And after he starts to take advantage of all the attention he was getting on SoundClick, he starts to focus on LimeWire, right? And so he started to link people, like I was talking about, between his SoundClick and his LimeWire and his MySpace. And on LimeWire, what you could do, he actually had a really interesting way that he used the platform to market himself. Um, In an interview that he did with Vlad TV, he actually said that he used LimeWire to get his music out at the time. It was kind of the big platform for that, you know, other than iTunes. And you could upload your song to LimeWire and you could name it whatever you want. You know, like when you upload the audio, you get to choose the name for it. So he would name his song that he uploaded. He would upload Crank That, and then he would name it something like 50 Cent in the Club or some Jay-Z song or some Lil Wayne song or whatever was popping off at the time, right? He named it that so that people thought they were getting that other song, but really when you click and play it, all of a sudden you hear, you, and it's Soldier Boy's Crank That. 
So this was how he was getting in front of so many people because everybody wanted to hear the 50 Cents and the Jay-Zs and the Lil Waynes, but nobody really knew who Soldier Boy was yet. This is one of the reasons that the song was able to blow up and, and go triple platinum like I was talking about earlier, right? So even though this is a slightly, <laughs> slightly, I use that term with a grain of salt, a slightly questionable method because of the whole, you know, LimeWire and Napster had all those copyright infringement issues, it was still a super creative way to get his song in front of new people, you know? And I think it's interesting because I think back to when people clicked on that link and heard a different song than the one they thought they were going to get, they probably would have a different reaction than we would now. I think now that if, you know, now that we've had the internet for so long, uh, I think we've become kind of skeptical of it. I think sometimes we even have trust issues with it. So when we get served something on the internet that isn't exactly what we asked for, we get upset, we get mad, because the internet has trained us to expect exactly what we want and to expect it quickly. But back then, I think we probably would have let it slide a little easier if, you know, we were like, oh, 50 Cent in the club, and then all of a sudden, you or Soldier Boy came on, just because the internet was still so new. You know, we were still learning what it could do and what it was about, what we were going to use it for. So there weren't really any rules yet. That's why I think this method worked for Soldier Boy. I don't think this method would work now. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and say this would not be the strategy to use today. <laughs> if you're an artist and you're looking for a marketing strategy, I wouldn't try that. Um, but now I want to move on and talk a little bit about YouTube. Because this is where I think Soldier was really the pioneer, in my opinion. He started the internet dance craze. No question. One aspect of Crank That that elevated its popularity was the dance that went with it. I mean, it spread like wildfire with all of his diehard fans. Not even his diehard fans. Anybody that wanted to do the dance could do it. It was so easy. It was easy to remember. You, you could do it with or without the song. It was genius. This dance transcended hip-hop in my opinion, and became a mainstream fad. I mean, everybody was doing it. You didn't even have to listen to the whole song. You could just listen to the first, you know, 20 seconds or whatever. Um, and the dance was actually the first in rap history to go viral on the internet. And I think it's fair to say that it inspired many of the dances that came after it. Uh, like Gangnam Style, like The Dougie, I mean... The WAP, all of these were rap songs that had a dance to go with it that anybody could pretty much do, you know? And this might be a little bit of a stretch, so call me out if you think that I'm, if you think that I'm talking crazy here, but to some extent, I think you could say that even TikTok was indirectly inspired by the dance that Soldier Boy did for Crank That. I mean, he had the idea of doing a dance that everybody could do, filming it, and then sharing it, and at the time, YouTube was the closest thing to TikTok, so you let me know if you think that's a stretch or not. Anyway, I want to take a quick step back and put this all together. So, he's on multiple platforms at once now, you know? He starts to link people between all his different profiles to build as much web traffic as he possibly can. His song Crank That is a record-breaking single that sold millions of copies even after people could download it on SoundClick and LimeWire and Napster and all those places. Crank That was actually the first rap song to sell over 3 million copies in the U.S. official, so he was the first rapper to do that on a rap single. Then 
he put a dance to the song in a music video, which he uploaded to YouTube, and then anybody could do it. Anybody could upload themselves doing the dance or a version of it, or they could upload it to their social media. So now he had everybody promoting his song for him completely for free, and that's one of the ways that he pioneered YouTube for hip-hop. And then... He revolutionized how artists market themselves on social media. He was the first rapper to take advantage of social media and the ability to reach tons of people at a very low cost, capture the attention, and then keep them engaged. And now, you can't be a music artist without social media. It's just not possible. Don't forget, he was doing all of this as a teenager. So that's pretty impressive. Lastly, I want to talk a little bit about Soulja Boy as a businessman, just really quick. You know, he was one of the first rappers to use the success that he gained from music and translate that to other opportunities. Now, I'm not saying that he was the first because we've seen other artists do this. You know, Dr. Dre, Diddy, all these guys, even Kanye, you know. But Soulja Boy, the reason why it's impressive is because he was so young when he did it. And it was also so early on in the era of hip hop you know, slowly becoming accustomed to the internet. So that's why I want to take a second to highlight it. He was getting into fashion. He was getting into gaming. He actually sells his own video game console with like 800 compatible games to go with it or something. He was also getting into online gambling, and there's a ton more, but those are the notable ones. And he did all of this while keeping his brand intact and on message. You know, he was still always a music artist, you know? So today, in my opinion, hip-hop is actually one of the most entrepreneurial genres of music, and I think in no small part to Soulja Boy's influence. I mean, think about it. I'm going to do an episode about this later on, actually, but almost every rapper now has their own label. A lot of rappers have clothing lines of their own. They sponsor alcohol brands. They have their own shoe. Even a meal at McDonald's, some of them. But the one thing that a lot of rappers have in common these days is that they're all entrepreneurs. Right? Listen to their stories. I mean, they started in their mom's basement or they were on the streets or they were hustling and doing whatever they could to make money, you know, literally doing whatever they could to get by. And then opportunity knocks and they take off. You know where Soldier Boy started? At home with Fruity Loops and a microphone that he bought at Walmart for $20. Now look, Soldier Boy is one of the most successful artists in music. And that cannot go unnoticed. So real quick, if you're an artist, I would research how Soulja Boy was able to grow his brand, the moves that he made, because even though you won't make the exact same you know, strategic decisions that he did, a lot of the concepts and a lot of the creativity definitely still apply you know making things easier for your consumer to find you online you know a lot of that came from Soldier Boy and his early adoption of social media. And believe me, there's a lot left to learn. So if you're an artist, I would definitely recommend learning as much as you can from Soldier Boy. All right, cool. There you have it. Soldier Boy, is he the original social media influencer? Tell me what you guys think about Soldier Boy's influence on hip hop and in music in the Instagram comments. I'm interested to see what you guys have to say, and let me know if you rock with Soulja Boy. Honestly, not gonna lie, I was jamming to kiss me through the phone a ton while I was putting this together. 
it's definitely still a bop. And I know that I'm not alone because I know a lot of you are probably going to go put the song on right now. You won't admit it, but you will. You're not even going to hear my cypher of the week. So real quick, here it is. My artist of the week is White Dave. It's a new artist that I recently found. I'm really hype on him lately. Go check him out if you need like a T.I., T. Grizzly, Meek Mill type vibe. He's cool. My song of the week is a Jack Harlow cut. Call it Through the Night. Bryson Tiller's verse is real nice on that one. And then my album of the week is a new album, Judas and the Black Messiah, the inspired album, because, well, you just got to listen to this one. It's a powerful album, and it talks about a lot of the struggles that our world has experienced lately with social justice issues. It's an important listen, and if you're a fan of hip-hop, you absolutely have to check it out. Anyways... Thanks, everyone, for tuning in this week. That's going to wrap it up for episode two. Find me on Instagram at Mikey Ribes, M-I-K-E-Y-R-E-I-B-S, or find the podcast at Cypher Podcast. Comment your thoughts on the episode or let me know what you think I should talk about next. I read all the comments. I can't wait to see what you guys have to say. All right, guys, until next week, peace. Peace.